Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's me, Sigma. <laughs> this is the Sigma Show, episode 54. I, as I was starting the thing, I just realized I forgot to take Jeff's name off the thing. So I was, that was that brain fart I just had. <laughs> uh, but we, we were trying to get Jeff into the room. Um, it does not seem to be working. Um, if, if he messages me later on, maybe we'll, we'll get him back. But for now, we're just going to push forward. Uh, we're starting a little bit late today. So before I let you know who did make it into the room today, real quick, we'll go over what our topics will be. Uh, first up, EA has announced that they're working on three Star Wars projects, one we already knew about, Jedi Fallen Order, two, the sequel, um, and two new ones that we'll dig into and see if they are of any interest to any of us here. Uh, after that, we've gotten word that Xbox uh, is planning to make a Monster Hunter clone. So this will be a first-party exclusive. It's going to be worked on from the Halo uh, from a Halo satellite team called Certain Infinity. Um, and basically, we'll just speculate, I guess, on if that's a good idea, like what that sounds like, what we would want from a Xbox-led Monster Hunter clone. Um, and here today to talk with me about these topics is Rexicon Jesse. That's me. Hey, everybody. As well as the Fat Stacks. What's going on, y'all? Nice to have you guys here. Um, let's jump right into things. We'll start off, since it is a slower news week, with what you guys have been playing. Feel free to indulge in <laughs> in this uh, <laughs> info dump of just, you know, what you've been hanging out with. After you, sir. Yeah, go right ahead, Fast Act. Let me move your name directly under your <laughs> video <laughs> as you talk. <laughs> Well, me personally, I've been looking at, uh, I just saw something come across yesterday about Metroid 4, uh, Mario okay. Kart 9, which probably won't yeah, be out are... until flying around about those two. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think those are going to come out until the next console for the for the Switch, for Nintendo, I should say. I don't think you're going to see it on the Switch. That's just my opinion from the way how I've seen the rumors flying around about those two. So, but I've been playing like a EDF Earth Defense Force quite a bit. Yeah, which, yeah. Which which one? Because that I I have very I, fond memories of the one that was on the Wii or the GameCube. Yeah, this one is called one was Iron the first Rain. One. So there's been a bunch of them, a bunch of different EDFs. I've had it for. PlayStation 3, of course, PlayStation 4, and now I've, I've been messing around with the one for uh, PS5 called Iron. I think it's the latest one called Iron Rain. So I've been messing around with that every now and again. I like playing it. It's pretty fun. It, it, you know, it's, yeah, I remember those right. games being a lot of fun. Yeah, they are. You know, it's uh, it's pretty good if you can get four people in there and, and uh, just go ham kind of with the whole different setup and... Uh, the different classes and stuff. It's not really a, a game that everybody kind of looks at, but um, I don't know if, if they could ever add more levels to it and like a DLC. I think there's been like one DLC to Iron Rain, I believe. But um, I think it's pretty fun. That's just me. And of course, I dab into Apex a little bit here and there and League of Legends. I've been doing a lot of League of Legends lately as well. So between League of Legends and EDF. So Okay. I definitely can't complain about those. <laughs> you and you were a big League of Legends fan before like Arcane 
came out and everyone was like, oh, yeah, this, wait, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. What's that League of Legends <laughs> game about? <laughs> yeah, it's I've been playing League of Legends for a long time. Have Usually you seen I'm like an influx carry. of have you seen like a influx of new people trying to get in? Like are you matching up with games with people who don't know anything and are asking a bunch of questions? Uh here and there, but League of Legends has always had a huge, like a huge following regardless before the show came out. So mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, kind of let people in on um some of the characters. So in my opinion, it's uh Magic the Gathering. I don't know if y'all know y'all know about that, but if yeah, you're Jeff, bringing out I shows like streaming it recently, actually. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh arenas. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you're doing stuff like that, does kind of introduce people to games like that who never really play stuff like that, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I always think it's it's a nice thing to, you know, have like a little uh, anime uh, show about some of those, if possible, because some of those, the way how they're done, these um, companies are very particular about how their characters need to be portrayed when it comes to turning games into shows that's true you know what i mean so of course we all know certain games just didn't <laughs> turn over too well when it came in the shows <laughs> so you know yeah, that's true like famously nintendo was very picky yes. about how samus was portrayed and that's why the metroid project has still never gotten off the ground even though right. that game is based off of like aliens and so just just make aliens mm-hmm. but with samus <laughs> I feel like they're the pickiest. Nintendo is definitely the pickiest when it comes yes. to their characters. Very. I mean, uh, and for those listening, Jeff finally made it into the call. <laughs> so, that, yeah, had to, so there I had to he apologize. is. I had some uh, technical difficulties. I, I went to open Discord and it was blank. And I'm looking up all this stuff on how to fix it real quick. So I had to go clear my uh, app cache for Discord. And then it finally was was good to go. Worked all I mean, at, fine at least you every made it. Other day. Yeah, you know. I'm yes, good. sir. We was missing so how- you. <laughs> Glad to see you. <laughs> uh, so, does that do it for you, uh, Fast Facts? Anything you've been watching? That that does it for me. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um. Yeah, I don't have like a ton of content I've been keeping up with either because most most of the stuff I've been playing is still under embargo. But I did uh very shortly dabble like jump back into Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, I, I technically never finished it. I, I don't know why I say technically. I never finished that game. Like, I'm very close to the end and kind of just walked away from it because it's like I, I know this is going to end soon and I kind of wasn't ready. So you just you just walk, wander off to the distance and forget to come back. But um, uh, I'm probably going to implicate myself a little bit here. I was teaching a class for my other job, and it's it's with a student who does not like when I talk to him. And so, like, he just does what he's doing, and I kind of am sitting there doing nothing. So, like... Just pull up Fire Emblem because <laughs> it's a thing I can easily walk away from if I need to. I don't have to like pause it or have something run in the background. And I was surprised how quick I was pulled right back in. Like, uh, I remembered like all the scenarios based on like the character relationships and stuff without seeing any of that, just because I was looking at the characters and like I had made such a connection with them when I was playing the game heavy that I was like, oh, that's. Sylvain, he's like this, and he was related to that guy. Like it just all came flooding back, which is weird because like there's a lot of details in like those character interactions, um, and the gameplay was very easy to pick back up. Uh, all my students um, feel very overpowered, 
And I don't know if, if that's because like I'm a good uh, teacher or like I said it to like a difficulty that <laughs> that was like letting me like just make my way through the game or not. But either way, like it's I was having a really good time. Like I love the music in that game. Like the battle music is like fantastic and I've forgotten how good it is. Um, so like I I I I think I'm back. Like I'm I'm gonna try to push through and finish Fire Emblem Three Houses. And if uh, and if that doesn't feel like enough, I may just go right back and start another playthrough from a different perspective because I've heard how different the game is. Like when you're, you know, seeing it from a different house. And I, I've only ever done the uh, Blue Lions house, if that's the right name. I think they're Blue Lions, right? So yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, in terms of what I've been watching. Uh, I'm been slowly making my way through Peacemaker, the uh, yes. DC show. It's uh, I, I really like it. John Cena is hilarious. I told you I <laughs> his told you. physical comedy is so right. Right. good. Right, and and the thing is, like I've I've always said, <laughs> I've always said about John Cena, like like he he likes how weird he looks. I think like how like he likes. The, the the hugeness of his body so like mm-hmm. he'll wear like a t-shirt that's just a box and like it looks like it's, it's like he's in a muumuu or something I, it's it's weird to see him in peacemaker because the clothes they give him looks like clothes that are made to fit a guy who's even as big as him so he looks mm-hmm. normal when he's wearing clothes in that show and i've never seen him look like that in his regular life he'll wear a suit that looks like <laughs> looks like he's a, a bouncer in a nightclub like it's just so <laughs> it's so oversized like he just so I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if he'll learn to like that, and like, will go about his regular life dressing in clothes that fit him now. Like that was the main like thing that. Him a, I feel like you haven't seen him a lot yet. It's like I have no. The thing is, of of all these new school wrestlers, I've actually seen a lot of John Cena like in his quote unquote normal life because like uh, I used to actually see a lot of Total Divas, and like okay. he he was a main character in that show because he was uh, dating and then I think is now married to one of the Bella twins. So like that was actually where I started like liking his personality and stuff because like he's a he was a funny dude there, and he was like a really nice guy like he was like in generally he was like in general just like really sweet to everyone around him and stuff, but like the way he dressed is always like this is this is very funny to me but like I, but now you're getting to see another side of him like I always liked him in any movie or TV show that he cameoed in but now that he's kind of starring in this he's really kind of acting his ass off like he's really good in the role he seems like he's really dedicated to it. And um, he like his his line delivery, especially like um, this isn't really a spoiler, but like the, the they do like after credit scenes for every episode almost. Right. But they're like little little jokes. And the first one where he's talking to his dad and his dad tells him, like, oh, this helmet gives you scabies. <laughs> and then his response is just really matter of fact. He's like, why, why would I want scabies? <laughs> he's like, why would I want scabies? He's like, challenge yourself. <laughs> it's just it's just really stupid but i'm really enjoying it like I, i'm not really pulled into the plot yet like i've only been i've only watched the first two episodes two three episodes so like they're not really hooking me with like what's actually happening but just the interactions of the characters is like super enjoyable so like i'm i'm definitely there for whatever they got coming up yeah that's why i equated to like um deadpool where you're just more interested in the character's interaction as opposed to the plot development like, I think yeah. it might get there eventually, but it's more so just watching these characters interact with each other and just watching him mostly. It's like, it, like the stuff he does is just hilarious. <laughs> True. Um, and the the last thing that we, uh, me and my fiance finished up, uh, she started the show and I kind of came in in the middle of it and finished it out with her. 
uh, is this uh, Netflix series starring Kristen Bell called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. <laughs> and the, the title is ridiculous because I think... A heck of I, a title. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I, I first saw the trailer for this on like Facebook or Twitter or something, and all the comments under it was like, "Didn't Netflix just make a show called The Woman in the Window? Like, how? Like, they're so unoriginal. They're so unoriginal." But like, everyone's kind of missing the point that this trailer was clearly making fun of shows like that other show, The Woman in the Window, because like the stuff that happens in it is just like those movies, but kind of it's it's like so ridiculous, like. It's not a spoiler, but the the main character, Kristen Bell, her daughter dies and her husband and she divorce as a result, right? When they explain to you how the daughter dies, it's so over the top and ridiculous. Like, even though it's like under normal circumstances, it would be sad, but the explanation is so stupid, so over the top, so ridiculous that it's like, what? Like, if you were watching this and didn't know it was a parody, like, you would have to be like, yo, this is like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Because like they they ease you into it like they they just drop these hints of like look this world is really stupid these people are really stupid and the things that are happening are also really stupid and over time it kind of just balloons and grows until at the very end you realize how insane everything actually is like they really don't put their foot down on the pedal until like the last couple of episodes but like there are hints of just how ridiculous this entire concept of like. Uh, these women, uh, true crime obsessed uh, plot lines can get. Because, like, people who aren't really into that stuff will watch it and be like, this is stupid. This would never happen. And, like, they they give you a show where they prove to you, like, yes, this is how you sound. This is how you look when you, like, <laughs> when you're obsessed over these kinds of stories. So, like, it's it was, it was actually really fun. Like, it, it doesn't have, like, a high Rotten Tomatoes uh, score. But I think that's because a lot of people went into it thinking it was a normal show. And came away like I didn't. I didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> like this was a really bizarre plot, but I liked it. It's actually really funny, in my opinion. My my partner started watching it based on what you said about it, and right. <laughs> wanted me to tell you thank you because she thinks it is also hilarious. And it's really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. Oh, well. Jeff Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jesse, you can go if you want. Okay. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight because Ooh. I am a little hooked on it. Uh, it's I, it's fun. I don't, it's kind of upsetting sometimes, but like, I want more. Like, I'm like, oh, that was a terrible round. All right, queue up for another one. I got, I got it this time. And I usually don't got it that time, but you know. It, Are there other games really... like that that you've gotten into? Or is this like the first? <laughs> No, it's like that hide it, the kind of hide and seek genre is what yeah. I like to call it. Yeah, the hide and seek, the asymmet- asymmetrical games. I, I haven't, and I think part of the reason why is because most of those that I've seen are like you know where it's like evolve or something where it's kind of like a first person shooter, but not mm-hmm. where this is not anything like that. Like the killer characters, a first person melee sort of, but you're so much like slower on your attacks and have to be so calculating with how you go after someone that it it's a, a very different experience for pretty much anything else I've played. And then as the survivor, that's where you have that hide and seek element where it's like, you gotta do this and then you gotta run away and then you gotta hide and you gotta be smart with like when you run, when you crouch, when you 
throw pallets. I don't know. It's it's a good mix for me. I I like it. And I got to play with some friends last night, mm-hmm. uh, which was really fun. Cool. I'm not going to get into my complaints about how the upgrading and perk system works because that is kind of frustrating. But it hasn't lost me yet. Uh, and then the main thing I played, not the main thing, I only played it twice, but on Friday I got to stream uh, the demo of Dark Souls <coughs> Nightfall, that mod that came out. Yeah, I watched some of that. Yeah, you did. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and as kind of as kind of disappointed, like Ooh, to be oh, honest. Oh, really? Because it looked like you were having fun, from what I could tell. So what what what's uh, pushing you away? So I was having fun, especially during the stream, because we streamed for about four hours, and I played for another like thirty minutes or half hour to beat the final boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I did everything. Uh that you could do in the demo. I might have missed an area, but I don't think I did. And like, first of all, the opening gets you at the Lord vessel and then like a door opens and you see uh, the demon ruins. And I was like, ooh, that, you know, I want to see what's new. And I stepped out and the door behind me shut. And in the Lord vessel was what your Estus flask is in this game. So you never picked it up. I never got it. And it <laughs> shut the door freaking behind me. So I didn't know it was a thing. So I I did end up beating everything but the last boss without a freaking Estus flask. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's kind of dumb mistakes I, I tend to make in those Souls, Souls games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just unnecessarily make it harder fun. on myself. But it was frustrating because it would have been more fun with it. Um, <laughs> but like, so... All of the levels in the demo, one of the things that, from my understanding of Dark Falls, that was supposed to be like a a sequel to Dark Souls was their goal. Mm -hmm. A fan-made sequel for the dark ending when you don't link the fire. And that they wanted to reuse assets of the game to build that. And I I know the phrase getting thrown around is like Majora's Mask, where it's like a lot of the same assets of Ocarina of Time, but they built a new thing out of it. That I love. I love a reused asset sequel. All the levels in the demo look like they are exactly the same as the level in the game. So there's no new area that I could tell, which was sad. And then there were some of the enemies were in new places, which was cool. But like a lot of them weren't. And it just felt like a an enemy rearrange mod. And then there's they wanted to speed up combat. I thought some of the enemies were new as well. There's, there was a demon boss that was new. There's these undead dudes that have like little spider legs coming off of them. Uh huh. <laughs> and then there's a boss that's a mix of Sif and Calamite. Those, are, and then there's another night boss. Those were all new. I can't actually remember any new enemies. There was like the tree people. There were some Capra demons. Uh, Demons. Yeah. yeah, there's the the dudes with the big heads and the long arms that laugh a lot that are in the DLC area. Um, no mimics. No, there were no mimics. Every chest I opened was safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous every single time. Yeah, like I well, I, I mean, wanted it to is see just the, the the demo though, right? Like, like how yeah, but how expansive is it? All right, it took 
about five hours to beat. But again, mm-hmm. a pretty hefty demo. It is, but the, I also had no Estes flask, and which is called <laughs> something different. It's called like Umbral Shard or something. But like, it it didn't really. It just kind of rearranged stuff, but it didn't offer anything new. And also, that it was supposed to come out in December, and that the demo came out a month later, and that there's no new area. And that it was it was completely reused areas was very like what what was supposed to be out like mm-hmm. that seems like this yeah. is way further behind. Um, someone mentioned in the Discord that maybe it was like an old they wanted to release something so it's an older you know stable version. Did they say that? Which, or no? That's like a, that was a theory. Yeah. Okay. Which could make sense, but like again, as a demo. It didn't really sell me. Also, that dodge, the quick dodge, no, it's not good. I changed controllers <laughs> oh, wow. because I thought it was it was me messing up. And sometimes it is, but not all the time. Like, it'll sometimes dodge in the wrong direction, like completely in the wrong direction. Like, I'm holding backwards and they'll jump forward. The spacing is a bit weird, which I kind of got more used to, but, like, it still never felt right. Sometimes you double dodge when you press it once sometimes you won't dodge twice even if you jam it like three times in a row Mm -hmm. like it was very upsettingly inconsistent so like oh man i was really looking forward to that yeah you were talking about it for a a while (laughs) yeah i am it yeah it was really disappointing it's not bad it's just not nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. It is okay, which is way more than we're going to make a sequel to this game as a mod. That that expectation is high when you come into it saying, this is what we're going to do, and it does not deliver that. Yeah, it's kind of another... Like I, I don't want to sound like uh, like I'm dissing the devs, like the modders who put you know hard work into this, but it's kind of another sign that um, it is difficult to try and match what from software does like oh yeah that that studio was kind of in a class of its own and like even attempts to remix their own stuff like you have all the stuff that they have and mm-hmm. you're just trying to build on top of it like the fact that it still doesn't come out feeling quite right or up to yeah. snuff is is kind of telling like you have the engine you're just like tweaking settings and stuff and like it's still like hard to just nail what they apparently are able to hit every single time they release a game. Yeah. Like, so that, I mean, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, hopefully they're still, they're still working on it. Like, like we said, this was the demo. Yeah. Uh, they're still releasing at some point in the future. Like, is there a definitive date for that? Or is that still kind of unknown? Not that I've seen. So I, I don't think they're shooting for before Elden Ring anymore, but I'm not sure. Mm. Also just want to say, absolute tangent i'm sorry if you're gonna release a mod anyone out there if you are going to release something put the doggone instructions of how to install yeah. the mod on okay. your web page to download it i had to go to another site to tell me how to install it wow yeah that's uh that's crazy that's a yeah that's a red flag i think because <laughs> when you go to like skyrim mods on like uh on the Skyrim website where they have like official Skyrim mods or Fallout 4 mods on PC, mm-hmm. um, you most of them will include the instructions on how to install that mod. Yeah. 
because they're all a little different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this one, you have to install it in any place you want and then tell it where the executable for Dark Souls is. But there's other ones where you have to put them in the proper folder and then open this thing, which will open that. But you actually open Dark Souls through Steam and then it overrides it with Nightfall. Mm. Right. So like, so this is this is something that know. changes your Dark Souls game. Like, it's not like you open up Dark Souls and then in the game you can now pick the Nightfall thing. It's like, no, right. this is now Nightfall. Right. You're telling it to when your computer executes Dark Souls to execute the Nightfall version. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that thing does come into its own. But uh, yeah, I'd like that is sad to hear that it's not really doing what you're what you were hoping it would do <laughs> yeah even being disappointed i still wish them the best and i hope it does turn into something good like you're saying right yeah. okay uh, let me say so back to code vein then jesse <laughs> <laughs> i might i'm well no because i don't have game pass but anymore so no but yes <laughs> code vein is rough that is a rough game boy. that game is tough <laughs> I beat it once, and I was like, that was it. I'm good. Yeah, that's all. I'm good. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, they're serious. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason they give you an OP partner. Yeah. To, to tag along with you. Some of them oh, fights, okay. you want to toss your, toss your controller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, does that do it for you, Jesse? Uh, I have talked long enough, so yes. <laughs> uh, all right, how about you, Jeff? What do you got? Uh, I don't have much, so let's be quick uh, and to the point. Um, I'm playing a lot of uh, Magic the Gathering on um, Arena. I'm playing a lot mm-hmm. of that. Um, didn't do much of the uh, the rank stuff before, so I started doing rank like the other day, and I made it from like bronze to like gold right now. So I want to nice. try to make it to to platinum before the season ends in like three days. Um, oh dang! Is that yeah, like a, get, like, a bit of a grind, or you think you'll be able to do it? I might be able. To, it depends on how the matches go. So I made a mono red deck, which is a little faster. So to try to, because a lot of decks I was coming across were a lot of late game uh, decks, a lot of tri colors. Um, so uh, mono red is just super quick; it hits the ground running. Like you saw that match, that one match with being blue is just before you know it, it was over. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I legit man, like turned away and came back, and blue had lost. <laughs> <laughs> if I get mana, like all I need is like four mana to win the game. If I get four mana, it's over. Like just. Hit the ground running full blast um, before they can kind of get. If the game goes on too long, I'm going to lose. If it goes on past like you know uh, five six mana, it's gonna it's gonna get pretty pretty rough mm. for me. So I usually try to end the game a little bit faster. So I made a couple decks. That's one's been the quickest one to get the most matches in and the fastest wins. Um, so I could see that happening probably by uh, by the end of the week. Well, I got three days so. Hopefully the next two days I've been getting the good thing about Magic Arena is you can pop in the match real quick and then not mm-hmm. play anymore if you don't want to. It's just quick matches, you know, just like uh pop down, you know, play a couple matches while you watch TV. Um, and that's gonna segue into what I've been watching. Um but I've been playing. Yeah, what have you been watching while playing Magic? <laughs> I've been watch- I think I watched that last episode of the Book of Boba like like seven times. Seven times. About why seven is it that good? Boba. Like you liked it that much? That last episode was phenomenal. I don't want to say anything about it because it's a big mm-hmm. spoiler if I even mention mention anything about it. But it's been it was really, 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 really good. So if you're watching the book of Boba, so that's you know the most recent one. About. Yes. So how, 
up until this one, how are you feeling about the show? Because like, I've been seeing everywhere, like a lot of folks seem to be a little disappointed in it. It's not bad, but it's when you're coming from like the Mandalorian, when you have so much action and stuff going on, this is more mm-hmm. story. And they're like kind of like trying to build the world. It's more story than anything. And I think a lot of people want some more some more action. And I understand that. It's been a slow trip. Like even this last episode had more action than the entire season had. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't mind mm-hmm. some story. I don't mind the world. Star Wars lore is very interesting, and this character we thought was dead is alive. So this is telling you all the stuff that's going on with him. So it's not just a uh, your typical. Uh, I can't say Star Wars uh, show, but uh, it's not like <laughs> The Mandalorian. I think people kind of need to move away from that. It's its own thing, and it's you know it's going to be something different. Um, it might get to the point where. Um, you know, we get kind of more more action maybe next season or toward the end of the season. Because right mm-hmm. now it's about to hit a big peak. Like, it's about to be a big peak in in the in the, um, the conflict of what's been going on. So, I, I, I strongly believe it's going to be nothing but action for the rest of the season. Um, I got to look up how many seasons, how many episodes this is supposed to be. But, you know, I'm enjoying it. I watch it every week. Watch the episode a couple times. Just, you know, make sure I didn't miss anything. And, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> But you don't find that interesting, like you said. Like you, you like you liked, like you're liking the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's telling you a lot of story. You're into the story. But the episode that you watched seven times was the one that had all the action in it. <laughs> yes, but it's also I can't say anything about. It wasn't just the action. It was. Uh huh. It was. It was dealing deeper into a part of the lore that I'm very interested in. Okay. So without without saying much of that, yes, the action was cool. Um, it also was dealing with some lore that was. Uh, very interesting. And also, it's like, you know, um, it's like an anime, right? Like, you might watch the anime, might be your favorite anime, but, like, when you come across this one episode, when this character, like, starts using this one power-up that they got or whatever it is, like, you'll probably watch that episode a couple times just to, like, take in all the splendor of what you just watched. You know what I'm saying? You might not have been able to take it all in the first time, but, like, maybe the next four or five times, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm liking this. Yeah, what's next? You know, so it was like one of those episodes without saying too much, you know, Um, but it's a good show. Gotcha. I guess it's, it's not the Mandalorian. I think people need to kind of just understand that it's not the Mandalorian. It's not the same type of show. It's a different story. Um, I think some people are so used to the same formula for certain stuff that that's what they want over and over again. You're going to get different takes and different types of shows, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was about to throw a, a ch- like people say at Marvel uh, movies, they're all the same formula over and over again. Um, but they are to an extent, but they they mix up a lot of stuff. Some things come off differently. Um, a lot of people don't take to that very well when it's not the same tried and true formula. Like with the Eternals, a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't as action. It wasn't as tried and true to the Marvel formula they were used to. So. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see that. But I also feel like The Eternals was kind of a, a less exciting movie overall. And if you paid money, like you went to, out to a theater to watch that, you probably would have been disappointed. <laughs> Here's my thing, though. The, the Eternals aren't very interesting to begin with. Yeah, they're, they're not. not very, the job they're supposed to be doing, other people are already doing that job. And they they just started doing that job maybe, you know, recently. Um and their characters aren't the best. It's more so what their introduction and the things that are involved with them kind of mean for the MCU as opposed to them. 
if that makes any sense. Like they aren't the most. No, yeah, because that's that's exactly how I felt after watching it. Like I felt right. like the the lore and stuff that they bring in was interesting. Uh, but on the on the flip side, I'm not convinced that that stuff is going to help anything else like the rest of the MCU. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not so sure how that's going to work with the characters we already know, or the newer characters are going to mm-hmm. introduce. Like, I feel like that big cosmic stuff might be kind of get in the way of what other stuff, like, but by itself in its own bubble, like I thought it was interesting, like that whole history of them and what they were doing and stuff. So I don't know It could go either way for me. Right. True. True. Um, Watching, I think that's all I've been watching. The last thing I was playing has been playing a more, a little bit more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, they did like a uh, crossover mission where you meet Cassandra from the last game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was really oh. cool. Yeah, I was thought it was really, really cool. Like it was a mission that they shrouded as something else. Like, oh, this person responsible for that is somebody you know. So you go there expecting to see somebody you know. And when you call out to that person, it's not that person. And they look up, and then it's her. And I was like, oh, wow. And I forgot there was a crossover um, mm-hmm. um, mission, not episode. Um, <laughs> but it was it was really good to see her. And it even goes into some more lore about her. Um, I won't say anything much about it. Even though it came out in December, I won't go into much about it. But mm-hmm. it was very interesting to see her. And she's from Greece. She's all the way over here in, uh, like, pre, pre-modern England. Like, way before... You know, there was like a united England. There's like Saxons and 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 you know Britons and and all that good stuff. So it was very interesting to see her. Um, and we don't even know how long it's been. You know what the time like period? Did she, did she look older or anything? Well, she ages a lot slower than everybody else because of her ancestry. Oh, okay. That's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, <laughs> and she has the thing. The thing. I think exactly. That, yeah. Yeah, and that's what she. Yeah, I won't say the rest. Um, um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and I think it's just her. I thought it might have been based off of who you played as in Assassin's Creed Odyssey if you owned it. But no, it's mm-hmm. just her, which is pretty interesting. Because I think her interaction with uh, Eivor would have been is more interesting than what it would have been <clears> with uh, Alexios, her, the male version of her, or her brother if you picked the guy to play as. Because Yeah, because in her, in their game, uh, Odyssey... Both characters exist in the world. It's not like a palette swap, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like if you pick one, then the other is doing something. If you pick that one, then so that it makes sense. Like they can basically say, like, okay, this scenario is for this character. Mm-hmm. Now um, that's cool. One becomes a protagonist, and one is kind of a antagonist. Depending on who, if you play as, if you pick the male, he's the protagonist. Pick the female, she's the protagonist. The male is the antagonist. But the, it's a more more complicated than that. But mm-hmm. those are the separations between them on the surface. Um, I miss the I, online version of that. I really do. Oh, the, oh, the multiplayer it off. version. Oh, of good. Yes. Yeah. Oh it, my yeah. It was gosh. actually really if good. It was a good if idea. If you've never played the PvP version of Assassin's Creed where you had different Oh my gosh. That was fun. I was I was sad when they took it. I'm like, that's like I mean, who wouldn't want to play that? You just run around as an assassin with different abilities, jumping people. No, you don't know who you're jumping. They didn't <laughs> you know do I mean? more. They should have did more with it, but it was fun. Like like you yeah, it was a really good idea. Like, yeah. A random NPC in the game walking around and just pop out on somebody and just stab him in the neck. Um that it's, was that, a, it's kind of like um that that new Dragon Ball Z that's coming out uh, the Dead by oh, Daylight clone 
<laughs> like it's Michelle. a little because because it, it was an asymmetrical kind of thing, but like it was it was also like prop hunt or spy party if you are familiar with those mm. those game types or whatever, where like you hide in plain sight by mimicking NPCs or whatever. So like that, I, I didn't hate it. I think it was a good idea and a, and a fun implementation of that thing because there's actual gameplay involved. <laughs> All these newer games, I feel like it's just running and hiding, and you're like, you're not really doing anything. Uh, I said, um, uh, uh-huh. um, one thing I said, Unity multiplayer was good. Unity's multiplayer was a uh, was PVE. The only problem was only certain missions were PVE. So while they advertise it as being a co-op Assassin's Creed game, only certain missions you could do with a buddy, um, which was. To me, it wasn't a good Assassin's Creed. I'm glad they took a break after that one to start putting out like quality Assassin's Creed ones. But to me, that was like the weakest one in the uh, in the um, the franchise was uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they would probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I think because yeah. it, it hurt the sales of the of Syndicate that came afterwards as a result because yes. people were so down on Unity. Because Syndicate wasn't that bad. Like I, I played a lot of Syndicate, and it was it was a decent Assassin's Creed game. But after that is when they took their big break and then changed the whole formula. Because I didn't play Syndicate until you told me how it was good. Because I, I kind of gave up on after Unity. Because I got it thinking, oh, it's multiplayer. This is going to be fun. And it was like only random missions that you go do um, are multiplayer, not the actual story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in terms of Battle Royale, I think the PvP version of way back then is easily top five. Oh, you're dropping I, everybody in the world like that? That would be pretty cool if you drop like 50 people and you just had like your hidden I, blade and you unlock powers and stuff. Yeah, That's I mean, because... I like. Yeah, because, well, back then you had, you can pick certain classes, certain abilities, and then the moment if you didn't know how to, how should I say, blend in with a crowd... Mm-hmm people knew who you were like yeah. automatically so um, yeah you could sometimes like, just see folks jumping across rooftops like, and yeah, like, sometimes mugs just didn't even care they're like well you got to catch me anyway right just launching <laughs> themselves all over the place like just to me before battle royale became like a huge thing that definitely would have been um in my top five as a battle royale even though it was more of a not a lot of people kind of um played it i guess yeah i think that was the main thing it didn't have a it didn't maintain a big audience you know but as of now let's say if you were to bring that out back now i think it would really would have it um you know there's a a there's a chance for that since you know ubisoft's next big thing is to what like their live service assassin's creed game where they're kind of just pumping a bunch of characters into a single launcher or something like it would make sense for them to have a multiplayer component to that. So why not bring that back? You might see it. I don't know. But does that do it for you, Jeff? Your favorite assassins. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for me. Uh, All right, then Uh, let's move on to our first topic. Um, EA and their love affair with star Wars has been a rocky one at best. Mm. (laughs) Uh, They've lost the exclusive rights to make star Wars games just before making probably the best star Wars game in the last, um, Several years. That is uh, Star Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Mm-hmm. A game a lot of people praise. I'm a little more lukewarm on it, but I'm excited to hear that they're going to do a sequel because I think they can fix a lot of what I disliked about that franchise. But on top of that sequel, 
there are two more games that they have in the works. One is a first-person shooter that's going to be worked on from uh, Respawn, the same folks who did, you know, Apex Legends, um, uh, as well as Titanfall and like, you know, their ex Infinity War dev. So like, they know how to make a shooter, right? This is their bread and butter. So like, I'm really excited to see what they do in that universe with that uh, kind of team. Um, and the other game is a RTS, it sounds like. And that's uh, just kind of being overseen by Vince Zampella. Uh, but mm-hmm. the team that's working on that is, um, I forget. Why am I blanking? <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Last point or something? Yeah, like it's it's a team that... It's, it's a reactor. On a bit reactors, yep. Bit reactor, bit reactor. Yeah. That was it, right? Yeah. Do you do you guys know what they've worked on before, or are they kind of new? Uh, I, was, I was having trouble finding like <laughs> their stuff on the internet. I think they're, they're fairly f- new. They're formed by former Forced and other former XCOM devs earlier this year. Former, okay, yeah, that was it. Former XCOM guys. Those SOCOM. No, XCOM, the, the tactics games. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the text. Oh, okay, okay. Tactics games. Yeah, so I'm, I am not a fan of the RTS genre. I, I've made that known multiple times. <laughs> but I love tactics games. Games like tactology. I'm, I'm a big fan of. I don't know where they're planning to go with this because it sounds like they want to make an RTS. But if they have mm-hmm. former XCOM devs, I would assume that they know how to make a tactics game. So, I mean, how, how do you guys feel? Like, would you prefer a Star Wars RTS to a Star Wars tactics game or vice versa? Like, what's what's your bag right now if it has to be a Star Wars I, I would not find an game. RTS or a strategy game as long as they have multiplayer. I hate a game that – XCOM was fine. It was a fine single-player experience. I didn't like that. For a game like that, I love strategy games or real-time strategy games that have a multiplayer aspect to it, kind of like – um um. Star Starcraft and I mean uh work wait mm. what am I about to say? Starcraft. Nope, that's Starcraft. Yeah, Starcraft. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm right. Yeah, Starcraft yeah. is an RTS. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, is. I'm right. I'm I'm confusing myself. Okay, <laughs> Starcraft, you know, to a lesser degree, Halo, uh Halo Wars, you know. Um Um Warcraft, that was a good uh hero based uh um RTS. Um mm-hmm. I just need a multiplayer aspect to it. And in Star Wars um, world that's that could be so interesting. So many different factions, so many different type mm-hmm. types of troops. That, um, I don't know if they'll go with the hero route, but I'm, I'm thinking they might. Um, kind of like StarCraft, where you had uh, not StarCraft, WarCraft, where you had a hero for your team, um, similar to like Battlefield, but not the first person version, where you could unlock a hero during the course of the battle, like I don't know, Luke Skywalker or. Um, or um, Darth Maul. Oh, you mean uh, you're talking about Battlefront? Yes, Battlefront, yeah. Like Star Wars Battlefront. Right. So where you can unlock a okay. hero, and you would have that hero for your troops. Usually you play it as the hero, or you can move them around and just navigate your troops. Um, Warcraft is really good with that. Not the remake, but the, the older Warcraft um, was really good, where you could have different versions of troops, and you had a hero based on the faction that you played that was, you know, obviously a little bit stronger than everybody else. Kind of like Wargroove. Remember Wargroove had your hero? Yeah, that like that's that I was I was legit thinking about games that have like like um oh my god, Advanced Wars does it. Where like you have a commander character who has like their own yeah. ability, but then you have 
you know, kind of more generic troops and you have like resources to build those troops or whatnot. Yeah. Like it's a slightly different tactics game than like the fire emblem kind where like every single one of your characters is a bespoke hero. And like, mm-hmm. I like either one of those, like the XCOM people do the more fire emblem route where like you build up, you know, a, a unit and then like that unit can die over time. I, I, I wonder which route they would go if it is a tactics game. Cause I think, both actually would fit the Star Wars universe very well. Because like you're saying, Jeff, there's all these different factions. There's all these different class of character, right? Like a bounty hunter will have certain sorts of abilities and powers associated with them. A Jedi would, a Sith would, a stormtrooper, a clone trooper, whatever. Like if you you can somehow like pick and choose these different kind of units to put on a single team or they could do the thing where like – um. Like how you said, Wargroove does it, where like a certain commander has a bunch of units that are similar, but they have slightly different abilities based on who their commander is or what their affinity is. Like there's, there's a lot of different ways you could go about that and make a really interesting tactics game or whatnot. Pro- probably would work the same for like RTS, like real time strategy. I just don't want to play that. So, <laughs> so I, I just hope uh, it goes the tactics route. But yeah, like I'm. It wasn't something that I would have wanted. Like, I wouldn't have asked for a Star Wars-themed tactics game. But, like, I could really get behind it if if they kind of put some real energy into, you know, all the all the skills and abilities that you can use on a, on a game board. So, I don't know. Fast Act, any, any thoughts on this? The tactics side of Star Wars? I've played a few tactics games here and there. I really haven't played too many star wars games i mean i've seen a lot of gameplay like battlefront um but yeah like to what you were saying about having each each class having a specific type of ability and then you can use them on mm-hmm. you know on the board whichever way yeah well like i said because uh let me see what's the one closest like uh, to me like final fantasy tactics what rings to mind my mind because i'm a big final fantasy yeah, guy I'm, yeah that's so, my absolute favorite tactics game i've ever played (laughs) so when i think about stuff like that i'm like okay so it's gonna be interesting to see how is how are you gonna do that per se with star wars so i mean i'm interested to see what comes out of it you know yeah i feel like that like if they copied uh final fantasy tactics exactly like if they they're like hey you get a character and that character can multi-class down a bunch of trees and then you know, you just build a, a collection of people that you spend time investing their skill paths down a bunch of things. Like, I think that would work splendidly with Star Wars. Because, like, there are so, like, you can be a Jedi who has dark side powers or whatever, right? Like, it's like your class kind of branches out into other things. Like, you can be a soldier who then becomes, uh, I don't know, like, has mercenary tendencies or who has, uh, what, what the hell was Han Solo? Like, a mercenary? A, a I don't know, space cowboy, yeah. <laughs> smuggler. Yeah, like all, like you. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can like. There, okay, there are people who use guns. There are people who use space the cowboy. force. There are people who use. Uh, there are robots who can have different abilities and whatnot. Like, yeah, like there are different they're classes that can all link to one another. They're called droids. <laughs> they're robots. My my mistake. I I apologize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. Is there a way, okay? Sorry. But yeah, like I, yeah, I think Side. the tactics route works. Right. No, go ahead, Jesse. Oh, I was just curious. Is there an actual like in-universe difference between robots and droids? Um, I feel like it's blasphemy to even ask that question. 
You know, I feel like. Well, I am pretty blasphemous against Star Wars, so <laughs> that's on brand. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a real big difference, but they just don't use the word robot. I feel like that was like a big thing for, like, I've never heard them use the word robot at all in any Star Wars movie, property, anything. It's always a droid. But yeah, also Dissing I mean, Guy comes any... to mind too. The Dissing Guy series also mm, comes guy, to mind. Yeah, this guy is a super complicated yep. tactics game. So I that, I love that, it. That I have all the deep. I have all the Dissing Guy games too. So also yeah. Warhammer um um Dawn uh was it Warhammer uh 40k. Uh that was a RTS where you could play as uh, different factions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you had a, a commander as your in your for your your faction, and you also had different types of troops. You know, air troops, ground troops, anti-air stuff like that. So, um, that'd yeah, be pretty cool too. I think that one also had uh, like unique troops for each, or not unique troops, but like a unique, um, basically hero for yeah. each yep. group. Because I know, like, one of them was a flying pyramid. One was this weird dinosaur with no tail, and like I think there was a big boar. <laughs> Like that it was like a super powerful <laughs> company you talk about with like a, the, a Jedi or someone, but like it was like a huge unit that just would mow through. Front mission. There you go. Nice. That was also uh, front, front mission. Yeah, I'm a big front mission guy, too. That that could be somewhat similar. They can look at as well because a different type of mix and how they were how they used them, the combos that they used depending on the team. So front mission you know, is, is also one of those so what about um yeah i feel like uh-huh no go ahead go ahead what are you about to say no nothing no i was just, i was just gonna go uh like similar to like fighting games like how you can kind of pull in a bunch of different kinds of characters and have them work because they're fighting each other tactics games are kind of similar in that way like you can pull from a license and just make a tactics game and then like yeah Everything about that character is based on like their abilities. Like, what do you know that this character can do? It's an ability. So, like, have them fight each other. Like, you don't really need a, uh, a story for that, but of course, we'll probably get one. But uh, Deep Scrubs is saying in the chat, a Star Wars tactics game could definitely be fun. All I really want from Star Wars at the moment is Fallen Order Two because I ended up really liking the characters in the first one. Super worried that they're going to do that thing they always do and slamming all the stuff from earlier Star Wars. Like, hey, remember Han? Remember Luke Sky Hands? Like, just let me enjoy something new in this world. Do you, so on that note, uh, do you think um, the story for a game like this, if anything, because we all know all the Star Wars things have to tie into the main universe. Do you think that this will be set like in a in a time that it won't affect anything else? Like like super far, like maybe in the what, is, in order what do they call that new? The, the, no, no, no. Uh, the, whatever this tactics game is. Or any of these oh. games, to be honest, because they're, well, this, I, they're I don't think ones. it'll be. Sending, I think because what happens is here's the thing. So, let's say there was going to be the. If you only did one time period, you you would only be able to have two factions because usually that's all there are: the Republic, the uh, the New Order, um, the uh, mm-hmm. Sith or the Jedi. Like, there's always you're only going to be able to have like really one faction. So you'll have to pull from different time periods unless you go so far back where multiple ones existed, like before the prequels. I mean, yeah, before the prequels. So what is that, the High Republic? Is that what that time period is called? Yeah, the High Republic, like a thousand like, that's, years That's before. the new one that they're going to start dancing around in, right? Yeah, that's the new show coming like, That's out, the too. new time period. 
Yeah. Right. Um, New old time period. Yeah. Because what happens <laughs> is they've already explored the, 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 let's say the Skywalker saga from the introduction of uh, the prequels all the way up to the new movies that just ended. That, that time mm-hmm. has been, ex- been explored a lot. There's not much room for creative um, decisions when it comes to that time period because there's so much stuff already locked down. That's why the Mandalorian takes place in like the outer rim right as the, 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 um, the um, Empire uh, has fallen. Like right outside the outer rim where it's far removed from a lot of other stuff. So it can kind of do what it wants mm-hmm. without being a and some of the issues that were going on there. That's a, 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 a easier time period because we don't know much happened right after the Empire fell because that's when um, episode seven came out where it's like, it's been years since, you know what I'm saying? Like you got old man Luke. Mm-hmm. So it's years since that time period. Um, so it would either have to be before, you know, the whole Anakin thing or, you know, around that time period as well, which doesn't leave many factions as well. Like around that time period, you had the New Order and you had the uh, the uh, the New Republic. So, and there weren't really any Jedi. So it's or any Sith mm-hmm. that we know about. So either they're gonna have to pull from multiple different time, or go so far back where there are multiple different factions: Mandalorians, um, Jedi. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the idea of pulling from multiple timelines so they can just do whatever they want i I don't i just don't know how that'll work in terms of a lore standpoint if they can get the okay to be like hey this exists outside of but that's the thing like anytime you make a star wars thing don't you have to make it a story (laughs) like the only like the only thing i think we've seen in recent memory that was a star wars branded thing that had nothing to do with anything was star wars visions it was just short stories that seemed to be just not connected to anything because the force right. did not work the same way it worked to anything else. Mm-hmm. So like, but I don't know, maybe, like maybe so they'll get the okay to do that, but that's, that's yeah. the only one, right? They, they got, they were free to do what they wanted. So, I mean, on that note, then where do you think they would set a first person shooter? Like what, what faction I think would best, or who, what faction would you want to see kind of get the, the first person shooter treatment and kind of explore their story or their, their skill sets or whatnot? Cause we know that that's really- coming. There's only a couple options. It's either um, the clones before they became stormtroopers, where you had like the like the Clone Wars, where you had mm-hmm. different clone factions, arc troopers, and stuff like that, which they've done before. That would probably be my yeah. yeah I would probably want to do more Clone War stuff, right? Or bounty hunter stuff, where you it was a Mandalorian type situation. Um, and I think it, that's a possibility. We're getting this for some reason. There's been a lot of like leaking of that uh, that that. Um, Discarded project of uh, Boba Fett from uh, was it? It was that was uh, EA, right? When they got rid of, uh, it's been a lot of footage of it popping up for um, uh, a game that was just oh part, the was Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Yeah, um, we've been seeing a lot of that. So I mean, it's weird that that's just popping up now when we've known about it for a while because it was popping up a while back before, but now it's all of a sudden making a recent. Yeah, it got canceled. Weird. Yeah, like um, I guess they're just finding footage of when they were working on it but yeah that was that was like scrapped a long time ago <laughs> right and it actually had a good idea for it um where you started out as some no-name bounty hunter he winds up getting killed by boba fett and then you take over boba fett <laughs> like you become boba fett after you kill the guy that you were you know what i'm saying so that's pretty interesting but like mandalorians are making a big surge they're a big thing there's no game out for them right now but they're huge because of 
The Mandalorian, the TV series. Like, yeah, they've TV show. never been this huge before. You know, they had some popularity from the Clone Wars, but now, and then Rebels, but now, because of The Mandalorian, they're, they're, they're like, it's at their peak. So they're definitely going to wind up making some type of game based around some form of a Mandalorian. Not to say it's going to follow um, Din Djarin from uh, The Mandalorian, but I could see them having some type of Yorn Mandalore years, 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 years before anything else. And mm-hmm. this is you doing your thing and unlocking abilities. Because um, that could also fall into the category of that um, that unnamed Ubisoft um, open world Star Wars game, not fall, which is also not Fallen Order, too. That Yeah, that we don't know much about that at, at all. all. Like, they announced that yeah. some time ago. Mm-hmm. So, first person, first person yeah, shooters are pretty... It's supposed to- No, go ahead. No, I was going to say first-person shooters in that aspect is is pretty tricky if you're going to either go campaign a specific area of Star Wars when it comes to first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, because you really don't have like a lot of selection to pick from if you're specifically looking at first-person shooter. You know what I mean? So unless you're going to turn it into like a PvP aspect, or you're going to turn it into, as you guys say, like a bounty hunting aspect. Turn the whole game into literally a whole bounty hunting game where you just literally that, go that out. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sounds good, actually. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know different what I'm saying? You, you literally, yeah, different classes. You literally go around the universe bounty hunting in first person the whole game. Uh, you turn it into some type of, um, I what's that game? They did do a Star Wars Bounty Hunter game for PS2. Yeah. They also did a Storm, uh, Clone... What was the name of that game? I'll look it up while you guys talk. It was on Republic Red Commando? Xbox, you, you played as a clone trooper. Yeah, Republic Commando. I think that's Republic yeah. Commando. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, like, I mean, if you're going to do a first-person shooter... Like a squad shooter, too. Yeah, like, you can go campaign, you know, have a little campaign, but... My opinion, your meat of the story, or if you're gonna make it last with DLCs and stuff like that, might as well go the bounty hunter route. Yeah, you sound. I, I mean, so you can unenthusiastic about that. <laughs> yeah. Like you might you as like well this is what go they'll the have to do. Route. You might as. <laughs> I don't. I, I think I, I really like that idea. Actually, like, like, I I think it would be smarter for them to focus on doing a single player campaign but like make that campaign be about a bounty hunter and like yeah you could have the gunplay in the star wars universe but then all the weird little gadgets that all these guys tend to have like they're throwing like little detonation charges or like little grappling hooks or oh definitely grappling hook i just you have to have a grappling hook in it Uh, so yeah like yeah bounty bounty hunters are pretty versatile in the star wars universe so you could really combine a lot of what you have seen into just one kind of new character and just have the player like get to fool around with all sorts of weird stuff. Like that, I think that'd be really fun, actually. Now, what about for PvP? Because you nowadays you can't have a sing just a single player first person shooter. I mean, they're not as popular. But I mean, you. I feel like you, you can still get like if it's Star Wars. I think you can do it. Like you can get away with it if it's Star Wars. Like it'll sell based on the name. But will it sell as much? To be honest. Yeah, you turn it into another apex. <laughs> there you go. You, you'd have, you'd have to turn this. You'd have to turn that PVP literally into another apex. 
is the only way you're going to get but away this, with it. I mean, this is, but it's literally no Respawn doing it. Like, I, I doubt they'd want to compete with their own game. <laughs> like, they, they want to blow little, their own property out of the water. I mean, you're going to have certain aspects. I mean, every Battle Royale has certain aspects that are similar. You're just going to tweak it to the Star Wars universe, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to go two-man, three-man teams? You know, whichever way you want to do it. You just kind of drop everybody off on a planet somewhere and that's it. I mean, you just, I, know, I feel like the kinda... license makes something like that tricky. Like, cause, cause like the, the whole thing with like, you make a multiplayer thing, it has to be sustainable. Like it, it, you're, you're making a live service game if you're putting multiplayer in it today. And so they're going to keep paying the, uh, Disney for that license. They're going to keep needing to add things that are based on that license, which is going to cost them money. Like, for them to have the ability to make this game, I think it's just a payday, right? Like they have their own live service stuff that they want to worry about. They have the license to make this new thing. If it's good, they can make sequels. Uh, if it's bad, you know, it's one and done. But like you try to spin up another live service game, like I, they're asking for trouble if that's <laughs> if that's what they're they're planning, in my opinion. I mean, they could do it. That might be what Disney yeah. is expecting, but yeah. who knows? I think, I think it'll most definitely have a PvP aspect to it just because... As just the norm, and also Battlefront Two, like they've discontinued like support net for like a it's been a while now. Like there's no new updates or anything like that. So they're definitely mm. looking for something to kind of put into there. Um, so I could see them having a PB aspect to it, even if they don't have a, a a single player like a single player story to it. But nowadays you see people who are going to complain about either one. There's no there's no campaign. They're going to be upset. right. Yeah, exactly. No you know, mm-hmm. I want an all in one. Upset. Right. Yeah. So you're going to have to like. Yeah, you're gonna have to put out both. Like it, that's just unfortunately what it is. Well, about back to the right. bounty hunting thing though, you can turn it into like a. I would hate to say it, and turn it into like um, what's gonna go into the next theme, but turn it into like a monster hunter type thing. You have a boss or a certain bounty hunting target, and you can team up co-op to take down that mm. target. Like a Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there yeah, you go, Borderlands. Yeah. So. A, a better one, you know? Right. But <laughs> if, you, if you're going to go first person shooter, that's kind of like what you're looking at, in my opinion, when it comes to Star Wars. If you're going to do it like that. Yeah. Uh, let me. Yeah, if, if it's going to be multiplayer, if it's going to be Star Wars, bespoke character with their own upgrade trees, and then you can play with mm-hmm. your friends. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like Borderlands. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> I want to pitch a whole different idea for this. Uh oh. Shoot. All right. Okay. You ask Let's go. What you want to see in a first person Star Wars mm. mm-hmm. shooter. That was the word I was missing for that sentence. <laughs> I want to be a droid. Ooh. Because you said, what have you not seen? I haven't seen a lot of things where you get to play a droid. I don't want to be just any droid. Mm-hmm. I want to be a droid that continually has to fight Jedi and is shit at it. And constantly misses. So, like, the classic freaking, there's a million lasers going around, but none of them hit anything. (laughs) And, like, you do every mission being awful at it, but you can, like, try and get better, but you know you'll never be better. And then people berate you for being bad, and it's like, we're going to take this guy (laughs) offline. And, like, the whole story is about being bad at your job, but it's not your fault. That's what I would actually (laughs) be interested in. And at the end, you find the person who made you, and you and you you put a cap in them. Why does that seem like a side quest? That just seems like a, <laughs> a side. Just, see you that made happening? Yeah, that, you made that's a that. funny narrative. 
You made me bad. It's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, like, like even on that note, like if you're playing even any other character, because this is a shooter, we're assuming you wouldn't play a Jedi. But if any character you are playing has to routinely go up against Jedi, <laughs> like it's just like this kind of scary ass experience. <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of, oh, spoilers for Fallen Order. It's the Jedi. They kind of did that in, in that game. Like you... Like, you play a Jedi, but you go up against, you know, probably one of the strongest Force users in the universe at the yeah. time, if not the strongest. And they, they make it a very scary experience where you're like, hey, you just yeah. got to get out of here. <laughs> I can't believe like, they had fun. Jar Jar Binks in there. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, a little, like a little parody. Yeah. A little bit <laughs> um, okay. So we can probably wrap things up on the EA Star Wars stuff. Uh, unless anybody has final thoughts, uh, no. Good, good, All right, good games. So, like, games. Uh, potentially good games. <laughs> good. Uh, so, Fast X mentioned, uh, you know, Monster Hunter. Uh, we mm. know that Xbox is apparently working on a Monster Hunter clone, right? Right. Um, it's it's going to be from Studio Certain Affinity, who was a satellite studio. Like, they helped finish Halo Infinite, I suppose. Um, not sure what they've done outside of that, though the name is familiar. Certain Affinity has been around for some time. I, I just can't tell you what else. Matter of fact, did, was Certain Affinity, did they work on Crackdown? I hope not. Their list, they've helped make a lot of games. Yeah, I think they're they're, they're kind of like a helper studio. So they they probably did help at least at some point. Oh, okay. With at least maybe part or one of the two versions of Crackdown 3 that came out, like the multiplayer and single player one. But either way, uh, they're they're trying to put together this Monster Hunter clone. I love Monster Hunter as it is today, like kind of a little cooler on like the the old handheld ones. But you know, World and Rise, fantastic games. Uh, what was the other clone? Dauntless that came out. That yeah, Dauntless that was felt a... a little cheap. Yeah, like I, I like the idea, but like it, yeah, it felt free to play. Yeah, so this with Microsoft money behind it. I'm kind of excited that they could get like a really polished, big um, Monster Hunter-like game that has less of kind of the legacy problems that the current Monster Hunter has in terms of like, you know, tons and tons of systems, like weirdness in terms of like uh, multiplayer connectivity and whatnot. Like they can maybe solve some of that stuff because they're building this to kind of copy what Monster Hunter World or Monster Hunter in general is now. So like I'm a, I'm kind of excited. I heard they they're doing this because it was too expensive to get Monster Hunter on um, Game to Pass. to keep it on Game Pass. Yeah, because yeah. it was on Game Pass before. Capcom is not cheap, sir. It is they is not gonna. <laughs> yeah, it was on Game Pass for a while, but they they did take it uh, off after a bit. So now I'm hoping that doesn't mean they're gonna. I, I doubt they're gonna skimp on like not putting enough money into this because. If it's not good, it's not going to matter if it's on Game Pass or not. Um, or if it's Monster Hunter-esque, a clone, it's it's not going to matter if it's not good. So they're definitely going to have to make mm-hmm. sure right people are working on this and that it's a quality game. Like, it's going to have to have a quality game. But also they have to not only build the game, they have to build the lore. They have to build the world, everything that's involved in it. It's going to be a lot to go into this game. Like I don't think we'll see this game until like 2025. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be a while. 
And even that'll be generous. Yeah, they said 2023, 2024, somewhere around there. So that means 2025, 2026. That means they might have been working on this already then, if that's the case. If you're talking about 20, like, two years from now, they might have been working on this already. Most games are in development at least five, six, seven years before they're released like that. We all know clones clones don't do too well versus the original at all. That's at all. I don't know if that's true. So it has to be a clone. I don't know if that's true at all. Have you heard of Fortnite? Oh wow! That set itself apart, though. Yeah, but 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 I'm just saying, Fortnite is more of a. There's really they they took certain elements to do other games. That there isn't really a Fortnite clone, just elements of it that's similar. No, Fortnite is the clone. You know, like those Fortnite uh, is the those clone. Dark Souls clone. Those Dark Souls clones. What was it like? The Surge. Um, what was it the other one? The Surge Two apparently isn't that bad. People people like that one, and that studio's coming yeah. out with a, a new thing too. So apparently, yeah. it's selling it decent was. enough. Like Surge the Neo 2. games are okay. Yeah, Surge One was yeah. no. The first one they made was called uh, Lords of the Crap. Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. Fallen. Yeah, that one was about. terrible. And it was. It was. Yeah, awful. that one's terrible. Like they they kind of got better when they started doing the surge games. <laughs> I think to your to your point, yeah. Jeff, two things on, yeah, making a clone. If you're just gonna come out and be like, yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make this, and you're saying that to a series that has been around since the freaking PS2, that series yeah. has a dedicated fan base. It has tons of lore. It has lots of mechanics. It has a, a recognizable style. It has you know just cultural presence in your mind is something that's been around for a while to say yeah we'll just make a competitor for it either usually seems like this person doesn't know what they're talking about and that they might just either say it's easy to do or they're going to keep throwing money at the problem to try and fix it without you know solving it um and the uh, the thing for that specifically for for me is like yeah monster hunter has been around for a while Rise is the only one I care about because the Monster Hunter formula for me personally doesn't do anything for me. I don't like that sort of grind. Mm -hmm. Rise changed enough with like how, you know, movement works, how fluid it is and just how fun specific aspects of it are. That's fun. That's like 18 games deep though. And they built a lot (laughs) of what I like off of things that I didn't like, but refined. And to say we're going to do that game one, oh, all right. That's a cool goal to have. That <laughs> like, No, that's that's a fair way to look all at right. it. Yeah. But I, that I, is absolutely like in my Like the, the way I'm looking at it is it, it like it, there's a reason Monster Hunter has been such a big thing kind of in Japan and like has only recently blown up in the West. And it's because Monster Hunter World were the first time they really tried to make a game that appealed to the West. Like they got rid of, you know, the the zoned off sections. They made like a big open space. Uh, they they focused on just certain aspects that other games in the West that were popular had. And it took off like people finally understood what was so you know charming, so alluring about the Monster Hunter formula. With that being said that game is still very difficult to get into if you're a new player. Like if, if I hadn't watched like a ton of YouTube creators who do monster hunter content, I might've bounced off a world 
But because I was like, I bought the game because I was so interested in how it looked and how it played. I had to watch those videos and learn how the combo, how the weapons work, like how these extra systems work that like help you prep for battles and stuff. And I got sucked in. If you somehow cut out all of that legacy and just use the the good parts that they finally got to after all that refinement, like you're saying, like they it took them 18 tries to get the game that worked here. A Western studio like Microsoft or Western company who knows what players in this region like, they can look at that game and say, like, look where they've gotten to. They can start from there and then have all the pieces that already appeal to the Western audience. And I and I think you can get a decent clone out of that, especially if they they care enough to copy the things that are good about that game. Because, like, I, in my opinion, you need um, you need cool stuff to chase after, like armor, you know, weapons, uh, creatures, uh, and you need the the combat itself to feel great. Yep. Like, if they can do those two things, I think they can they can very easily be a competitor and probably not to the degree, but like they can have a, a respectable game. Like it's, you're not, you're not going to dethrone monster hunter. Like it's, it's much too big at this point. Like that's not something yeah. I'm suggesting, but you can make a, you can make a game like monster hunter that does quite well because monster hunters formula is a good formula. So copying it is probably not going to be the worst thing in the world. And they're trying to put it on game pass. And that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And from, that's the thing. From, from what I've, from what I saw, is they're trying to put it on Gay Pass. I'm like, yeah. So it has to be, I doubt they're going to throw a lot of money at it versus hence why they didn't want to go to Capcom route because of the expense of what Capcom was probably going to ask for. Well, because you got to so, look mm-hmm. at it. If it's on Game Pass, let's say you buy it right out. It might be 60 bucks. But if it's on Game Pass and you're going to pay it, play it for the next six months they've already made more than that that 60 bucks that you would have spent on just that game so the, that's the good the good the good thing about game pass where like but usually when i anytime i hear something going to game pass i always think oh maybe they're they're gonna lose money but no they actually make a good amount of money if the game's good and people are gonna constantly play it either way you're still gonna you're not gonna cancel your game pass because of that one game you're gonna keep game pass and they're gonna constantly get that revenue coming in every month um so I think, and also they said it like what, you know, for the last couple of years, all first party games will be on Game Pass. So, uh, it, I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. The new IP is going to be on Game Pass. If people don't have Game Pass and and they want the game, they'll buy the game or they'll buy Game Pass. And now they'll be paying fifteen bucks a month until they're they're done playing that game. Um, you know, so it's it's. It's an interesting strategy, and I think it served them very well. Um, but I'm hoping the game is going to be good. It has to have some some soul. I played that extinct game, the dinosaur hunting game. Oh, that's uh-huh. extinction. Yeah, second it's, extinction. It's, second it's extinction. Not, that was it. Yeah, it's not the worst, but it's also not the best. It has good mechanics. The world is interesting, but it feels very like even with the dinosaurs there, it still, it still feels very empty. I mean, I did play it alone, but. It still felt very that empty. that game is and, still in game preview or whatever, right? Like it's not yeah, like it's like an early access thing. It's like it's not even finished yet, <laughs> right? So yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Like I I want this to be good. Like I, I like Monster Hunter. Like uh, Jeff knows I used to be like super super into Fantasy Star uh, online 
right? Oh yes, Mo- yes. Monster, Love Monster it. Hunter World. Monster Hunter World is what scratched that itch for me after years of missing Fantasy Star Online. Like Monster Hunter World was like, this is that, but like so much better. Like this is what I wanted from like a new Fantasy Star Online for so long. So like I'm not opposed to something else, you know, stealing my attention because I was never in, into like the aesthetic of Monster Hunter World is fine. It's something I got into, but like I don't care that it's kind of this primitive medieval hunting thing. If Microsoft and certain affinity can come up with like a new cooler thing that I get to do these kind of mechanics in, I'd probably go play that. And I feel like there are probably a lot of other people who feel the same. Like like uh, if this is like a sci-fi theme thing, if this is like. Uh, a horror, horror thing, a vampire thing, like whatever you're into, whatever appeals more to certain audiences, like they'll probably be like, "Oh, I'll check that out. I'll play that." So who knows? Who knows what they're com- going to come up with? Do you think they're going to come? Uh, up but if it's Monster Hunter like, that's my guess. Like they, they, they'll probably focus group some of this stuff and be like, "Hey, what are people into nowadays?" And if if that uh, Wheel of Fortune wheels like lands on like sci-fi or or something or like <laughs> modern military, then. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know how you do that because I'm assuming this would be a, a melee focused thing. If it's Monster Hunter like, but it's still a shooter, that might take me out of it. Unless you know they have something really unique uh, planned for it. Because if it's, if it's shooter based, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be a lot less uh, into it. Have you yeah. played God Eater? So I don't. Oh man, no! But I God Eater is another God Monster Eater's Hunter clone, one. right? Yeah, uh, God Eater is, is. Is that one shooter yeah, based? That's that one, or is that one also weapons? It has it's, some shooting. It's a yeah. mixture. Yeah. It's pretty good, but it's rough too. It. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, that too. When someone says a Monster Hunter clone, that's what I think of, and that's uh, why I don't. Not either. To. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> God I tried God too, and the uh, it, the game looks awesome. I love the look it of it. Does. But it plays uh, like a checklist of things I don't want to do with my time. <laughs> it is rough. I got two and three. Yeah, I'm kind of okay. waiting on. Uh, hopefully, if they're gonna do that, they need to hurry up with Fable and turn it into an MMO. Is that Fable? still? Are they still making Fable games? We haven't they heard need nothing. to. They're still making Fable. Yeah, yeah. they playground games are working on it. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. They announced it at two E3s ago, but we haven't seen anything since. Yeah, I haven't so. seen anything since. They need to go ahead and bake that into a. <laughs> Because in my opinion, Fable, if it's done in an MMO style, my personal opinion, it can work. Because it's Dying Light 2, the, the decisions that you can make, if you turn it into a bigger uh, open world type deal, you can get away with it. In Fable, though. Get away with it in Fable. So. I don't know. I'm not I'm kinda, really a fan of MMOs. So. No, and, fa- and Fable is one of the few kind of like fantasy RPGs that I thought was actually like really fun at least the second one was like hey, this is actually a, a fun story like cool fighting mechanics stuff like i liked it uh but like i i kind of don't care about the new one <laughs> like it, it doesn't excite me like I, I i don't know what they could do to make me feel like okay this is something i want to go back and try so but i don't know yeah i feel like fable could be good. Uh, valhalla yeah. in chat says, uh, I've long since lost faith in Microsoft's ability to finish making a new Fable game at this point. That was lightning in a bottle back in the day that nobody will be happy with the new iteration of. But that wasn't Microsoft. I mean... It, that was Peter yeah, that Molyneux's was... Uh, Lionhead? Yeah, Peter yeah. Molyneux's Lionhead. 
Yeah, studios. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Three, two was really good. Three put the cough. Three put the nail in the coffin, and then they were coming out with that uh, asymmetrical game where you played as a villain and you had three or four people playing as uh, heroes, and you said right. stuff for them. That, that never came out. Um, but this is the first time Microsoft is in control of Fable. Um, could be good. Could be really bad. But I think it's the reason why we haven't seen anything from it is because they're putting a lot of work into this game because they know Fable is such a despite the last game, it's such a recognizable game. It's such it people love Fable. You can't come out with something that's not gonna be good, otherwise you're gonna take a beating. Like you're gonna take a real bad beating if this next Fable game is not good. Yeah, it's it's gonna <laughs> Be pretty rough, but I mean, but my own thing is like six years. Like playground games, um, has never made a bad game, but they've only ever made racing games. <laughs> well, so <laughs> it's like it's like you don't know, <laughs> like you don't know which way that's gonna go, because this is not gonna be a racing game, or is it Fable Racing? And it's just all you're all on horseback. Right. <laughs> I think uh, Microsoft needs that win in their exclusive columns. Halo was a win, but that's all I can think of. <laughs> what you you're not thinking about brute force? Wasn't that a? <laughs> what are you thinking about? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Actually, that's all I can think of. <laughs> I can. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Stuff. Well, on that note. We'll go ahead and wrap things up for today's episode. Uh, Jesse, why don't you let folks know what you got uh, coming up this week that they can check out? Oh, man. I'm going to be streaming something tomorrow. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what, but my usual stream time is tomorrow, 11 to 2 Eastern, and that's Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm. That's what I'll be playing because I beat that that Nightfall demo. So, no, it's me. I'll do a workout <laughs> stream for funsies. Um <laughs> And then on Wednesday from noon to two, I do RPG Help Desk, which is a live stream about RPG stuff. At some point, I am going to have Jack on there so we can both complain about alignments and how they're garbage and how to do something better for your game. Uh, so I'm talking nice. to Jack about when to arrange that. So it prob- won't Sweet. be this week, I'm sure, but will be. Uh, and then, yeah, my Twitter, which is Rexicon Jesse. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, and maybe Damon <laughs> X Machina for uh, Hidden Gems. Ooh. Machina? Machina, oh. not Machina. Yeah, I have that, too. Still in the I plastic. Thought, I, I would have thought, thought that was Machina. Even over it. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was Machina, too, yeah. <laughs> maybe it is Machina. Who, who knows? Do they say the name of the game in the game? No, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it for me. Well, how about you, Jeff? What do you got coming up? Uh, tomorrow I'll be doing uh, Monday Night Magic, 7 p.m. Eastern. Come play, come watch. We'll be doing some uh, some some player matches or some 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 ranked matches. So come on in and we'll, we'll get some matches going. Um, not sure if about the rest of the week, but stay tuned to the Discord. If you haven't already, hit that follow button on me as well as these three other men uh, to the left and to the right of me. And uh, yeah. Uh, thank you. And Fast Axe, what do you have coming up that folks can look at, look for? 
Well, as you guys can reach me on all my socials at the Fat Stacks, as you guys see there, and as well, um, Tuesdays is usually the financial corner. If you're interested in, you know, financial literacy and stocks and all that, you know, come by, stop by. Um, you know, we talk about the various things when it comes to, uh, you know, building wealth and uh, getting better at whatever you're looking to invest at. It's very basic. Nothing's ever deep. I keep it simple so that you'll be able to understand what I'm talking about. So as well, um, it's been pretty sporadic for me as well. Also, if you're looking for anime, I do have an anime store, a big anime guy. Of course, it's the Yeah, I've been seeing you posting uh, all the new products popping up in there. Yes. So if you guys are interested in any of those products that you guys see, let me know. So um, that's really about it. Every now and again, you'll catch me on Mario Kart, you know, a little apex here and there. So, you know. Come out, check out your boy. Right. Like I said, um, <clears throat> speed. So, uh, okay. So you can find uh, me at Sigma Gears Nine on Twitch and Twitter. Um, I'll be back streaming for the open party this afternoon, two thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Super Smash Sunday. Join us there for some, some, uh, you know, some some Smash, some one on one v ones, the sweatiest. <laughs> <laughs> get your fix of some sweaty boys playing smash um outside of that um uh if uh, your future presentation is coming out today on the escapist uh, marty and i have a segment on that today so check that out we're talking about um the latest episode well basically everything attack on titan and is including its latest episode because uh, that's coming to a close soon so check that out uh i should have a review out uh, at the beginning of next month, because January is pretty much done with. Um, but I also want to announce here, I'm going to be attempting as much as I can to stream way more often on my personal channel, on this channel right here. So if you're not already following, hit that follow button. Um, I'm going to be playing probably lots of Smash, but also other stuff that's in my back catalog to try and catch up on. Um, and just, you know, put those those Twitch hours in, because I need, I need to get that uh, up and running. Uh, so yeah, if you guys have ideas for like stuff I should have set up for um, either new emotes or little channel points things that you you want to spend money on, like let me know because I'm open to that and I'm gonna start trying to revamp a lot of little gizmos on this channel going forward. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I'll see you guys in about an hour and a half or so, or two hours I think at this point. Yeah, and with that. Uh, thanks. Bye. We'll see. You. We'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Later. Hey, everybody.